Hooray! It works. Okay, I'm dead. <laughs> I hope so. We can't release an entire podcast of that, so... Am I ever really done? No, no. Certain respects, people think I'm done. But that's a different story. Hello, everybody. Hi! Welcome to Cracker Classics, weekly podcast in which Joshua and I take a classic movie, watch it, see if it sucks today. Spoiler alert, it often does. And this one probably will a little bit. <laughs> it's old enough, there's no way it could get by without sucking at all. In certain aspects, I'm... yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and given who made it, it's probably going to suck a bit. Yep. It's been a minute since we've done any Marx Brothers. So we're going to watch A Night at the Opera. Hooray! We're going to go all fancy on you tonight. I should have a joke there, but I just... Uh, yeah, I, I really don't know what this movie is about. I imagine it's about A Night at the Opera. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> Otherwise, this is false advertising. Well... Which sometimes happens in movies. Like, it happened one night. That was several nights. And we did do duck soup. I don't recall any duck soup in duck there soup. There was no soup or ducks in that movie. But there's also no feathers in horse feathers, if I remember. There weren't any animal crackers in animal crackers. That's true. There were animals, but no crackers. Well, I mean, there were crackers, but... <laughs> he means white folks, folks. <laughs> um, <laughs> plenty of those, yes. Almost exclusively, I believe. It's been too long I since I've remember, seen it. I don't remember, yeah. But here, I imagine we get some fops. Some uh, high society... Individuals, hopefully we clutching make fun of the, the bourgeoisie. Pearls. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, <laughs> we will at least get Groucho and his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Should be fun. Most of what came out of his mouth was very sharp-witted and clever, and makes me giggle. Yes, even if it's not always the most comfortable thing he's saying. <laughs> Uh, yes, laughing despite ourselves sometimes. Mm, yeah. And read up on this a little bit. This only has three Marx Brothers in it. Uh, it's a later one with some of them started to do their own thing and oh, not do the movies. Yeah, yeah. So it's just Groucho, Harpo, and uh, Chico. Okay. Which is really all you need. It really is. The rest are extraneous. They were the straight men. And they're dead, so they can't do well, they're anything all dead about now, me saying yeah. that. Um. <laughs> Been dead. Long time. This is 1934? Somewhere in there. Definitely a Depression era movie. Yeah, yeah. Which just feels like a slap in the face of pay a nickel to see this movie of really rich people going to the opera. Well, that was kind of what was popular. You wanted something aspirational. If I find a way to get rich, I could do that. You wanted escapist fantasy. That was kind of my man Godfrey, wasn't it? Yeah. Look how you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Oh, God. If um, you're really, really lucky and already super smart. Yep, and have been rich, so you know how that world operates. Yeah, came and... from rich to begin <laughs> with, yeah. That was a problem there. Yeah. Here we'll just have three wackos <laughs> cause chaos amongst the, what's a good derogatory term for the rich class? Um, I'm a big fan of the bourgeoisie. Fair enough. I'm Welfare queens. Not a fan of the. I'm, I'm a fan of the term the bourgeoisie for rich fuckers. <laughs> it does make them sound very pompous and exactly full of it. So it's not wrong. <laughs> I expect a bunch of 
nonsensical slapsticky descent into chaos. Oh, yes. This is Marx Brothers. Mm-hmm. I tend to be okay with that, so long as the ride to that was fine. Yeah. I enjoyed that less with Animal Crackers, because I just didn't really care for the story. But Duck Soup, Horse Feathers, I loved those. <laughs> it works. Well, shall we see whether or not this one works? Mm-hmm. Let's see if a chandelier falls or something. Yeah. I'm sure something like that shall happen. Pratt falls aplenty. Mm-hmm. We'll be back with intermission impressions. And an aperitif before the opening curtain. Maybe some I don't opera? Know. Maybe. We'll see. Someone, some lady has got to belt out something. It is a Marx Will Brothers movie. Will there be Viking helmets? They'll be. <laughs> Not in the first half. That okay. lady sings at the end. That's true. All right, we'll be back. Well, now. It's taken us 40 minutes to accomplish approximately five minutes of action. Nothing! <laughs> well, that's not true. We've had some it's stowaways. reasonably entertaining nothing. But... Yes. We're at least on a boat going to New York. We've learned that the greatest tenor in the world is a fucking asshole. Shocker. Right? Very abusive, too. Well, that's not true. The greatest tenor in the world is very nice. He's going to be getting married to the... Uh, I don't know what her... Kitty Carlisle. Yeah. But the she is, other guy or whatever. Less fiery. The, the, the guy people think is the greatest tenor in the world. Is... He wants Kitty Carlisle. Mm. But he doesn't want her. He wants what she represents. Her connections. Her connections, her, her fame, her beauty. Her money. Not her. Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. It, it would fit the bill with yeah. this douche. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Groucho is, um, as always, a bit useless, but has money. And so, welcome to society, and sir. knows how to throw it around, so at least appear like he throws it I around. I was about to say, like, does he know how to throw it around? He knows how to generate that appearance. Like a classic rich person. Yep. It's all about looking rich. You get people to think you're rich, you're rich. Mm-hmm. Hence Lesbari. Yep. And most people in that opera house, I would imagine. Yeah. Because it is the quote-unquote rich. I did appreciate Groucho's disdain for opera while still making it seem like he was a patron and a great fan of the opera. <laughs> yeah. Just drive me around. Oh, you got me here with the opera still going on? I told you to go slow. <laughs> yeah, there's not, not too much objectionable yet. Not really. I mean, there's the classic Chico with his being Italian when he's definitely not Italian. Well, yeah. That's an issue in every Marx Brothers movie. Because for the most part, he's playing the same character. Oh, I'm down on my luck hopping from job to job. But I've got a great opportunity here that I'm going to scam you out of. Yep. Because I'm Italian. <laughs> That's what we do. That's just the whole vibe that you get from Chico. Yeah. He gives us that lovely accent that's been the Italian accent ever since. Yeah. But then you have Harpo, who I'm glad he never talks. He doesn't need to talk. No, he's fantastic. I love Harpo. And he would be a huge problem if he did talk, I think. Oh, most likely. So far in here, he's been fine. Except for groping the bed-making lady while asleep. While, quote, asleep. While he's asleep. Half asleep. Not her. I want to make that clear. Mm Mm-hmm. So far, though, I feel bad for Harpo. Yeah? He got the whip from Lesvari. <laughs> and the 
whatever other abuse you decided to heap upon him. Yeah. Because he's a dick. Very much so. It's my only insight into this movie so far. Yeah, Harpo looks good in a dress. Well, yeah. He did have a vaudeville upbringing. Yeah. You weren't going to make it far in vaudeville if you weren't willing to wear a dress. True enough, yeah. I don't know what we're going to have happen here. I have no idea. Aside from Descent into Chaos. Descent into? You've kind of already had it with you know, everyone say, coming into in, the room. been in chaos for a while now. The manicurist, the engineer, <laughs> the engineer's assistant. <laughs> then a room service game. Twelve hard-boiled eggs. Oh, a lot more than twelve. I should have been counting. Uh, we're, not, we're not doing Steven's point trivia. We don't need to know that. True. <laughs> but I was still kind of curious. I didn't think to count until it just kept coming up with... Two hard-boiled eggs. Make that three hard-boiled Three hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> and one duck egg. Yeah, that would definitely be a Stevens Point trivia question. Probably, yeah. If they did this movie. They did Duck Soup a few eggs. years ago. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> that was the first time we watched Duck Soup. Well, yeah, that was the first time I did. The first time I'd seen Duck Soup, yeah. Did we also watch it for the podcast at that time, or was that later? No, we weren't doing the remember. podcast then. But we did watch it for the podcast, right? No, we haven't. All we've done is Animal Crackers. Oh, we did Animal Crackers yeah. for the podcast. Right, 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 right. Because we had already seen Duck Soup and we wanted to see a Mark's yes, Brothers that we didn't see before. Correct. So that's why we went with Animal Cracker. We've been doing this a while, man. Mm-hmm. It's all running together. <laughs> it all blends. Still only one patron. Eh, what are you going to do? Uh, beg for money? More? I don't know. There's probably shit that we should do, like, collaborate with other podcasters promote advertise tell people it exists (laughs) all the shit we don't do it requires work this is enough work (laughs) that's not why we're doing this anyway it would be a nice side effect but we're doing this to judge and to enjoy old movies that's why i'm doing it true but sometimes you can't enjoy the movie because you have to judge it well, I'm going to judge it whether I'm talking about it later or not. Fair point. The talking about it gives me an excuse to watch it in the first place. Yeah, that's and true. And then judge. <laughs> so on this movie, I noticed yes. one thing. It's a night at the opera, but we haven't had that much singing, especially had, for a Marx Brothers movie. That's a valid point. You know, we had the actual Pagliacci performance, you know, a little bit at the beginning. It was kind of short. Yeah. Yeah, and then we had the song on the boat. Mm-hmm. That's been it. But that's it, yeah, yeah. There's been no hooray for Captain Spaulding. <laughs> the African Explorer. Yes. There's nothing like that in here. I know this is a later Marx Brothers movie, but it's not exactly hitting the same. It's not. You just have Groucho in top form. Groucho-ing all over the mm-hmm. place. In your face! And on the floor. And under the table. And into the Where chest. there's enough room with your feet. He wasn't in the trunk. Stowaways were in the trunk. Well, he grouched into the trunk for sure, though. True. Yeah, he's just grouching all over the place. It's kind of messy. I do love that the true Kitty Carlisle love interest also had to stow away on the boat. Yep. I, I, <laughs> was that poor planning or... Poor people. He does work for the opera, though. You'd think he'd get paid it enough to get on a boat. Nah, he's a choir boy. Okay. Chorus boy? Chorus man, I believe, was the term that they had used. Whatever, Chorus man. He's not paid well. Fair enough. Definitely not. It's not not a major role. 
The patrons don't care about him. No. $200,000 to become a patron of the opera. In the <laughs> 30s. Sounds about right. I suppose. I didn't really get uh, the, um, whatever her name, Margaret Dumont. I'm super yeah. rich and I want to enter into society. Shouldn't you have done that already if you're rich? Not necessarily. Because it depends how you became rich, but... It's probably new money. She was not a debutante. Needs to make the right connections and... Don't you need the right connections to make money in the first place? Not necessarily. Okay. She's super, super lucky. Molly Brown wasn't part of society until after she got rich. That's true. She was lucky. In more ways than one. She just kind of was Molly Brown no matter where she was, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Love her. But uh, you can get rich without knowing the right people. Uh, but it takes knowing the right people to become a part of society. If you really want that. If that's important to you. It was quite the aspiration back then. I understand that. <laughs> Doesn't mean that Groucho was a part of it. Or is he? Uh, he has his society connections, but he also kind of eschews that whole thing. Kind of. He just Groucho's all over the place. I think we have a title for our episode yep. here, Grouchoing yep. All Over the Place. Definitely. Write it down, or we will forget, mm -hmm. even though we're talking about it right even now. Even though it's on tape. <laughs> Just because it's on tape doesn't mean we remember. Doesn't mean anyone will listen to it. Or pay attention to it if they do. What we're really doing here is just recording evidence for later when we, you know, get famous and then someone has to cancel us because of what we said on the podcast. Oh, we've definitely <laughs> said some cancelable things, I'm sure. I know I have. <sighs> oh, well. Maybe we're just practicing for our own Marx Brothers movie. Some of the shit they said would have gotten them canceled, but they didn't. I had a shiny dollar to the first person to email us with something I said that was cancelable. Shiny dollar. A yeah. coin? Sure, we'll okay. go with that. I can find one of those. Great incentive. Yep. So what do you think is going to happen? Is the chandelier going to fall in the New York Opera? Yes. Okay. Is What's his dick? Plus Fari gonna get whipped himself? I certainly hope so. But not enjoy it? He seems like the kind of character who would enjoy being whipped. No, no, he's definitely a sadist, not a masochist. Okay. He might enjoy the fact that someone's getting whipped, but be a little peeved that it's him. Okay. I kind of cut the vibe from <laughs> him of, I love to beat on other people outside the bedroom, but inside the bedroom... That was sort of the vibe I got from him. You might not be wrong. Not that we're going to see that. No, this is 1934. Yeah. Marx Brothers or not, the men were always in charge in the bedroom. Yes. What little we would see in a Marx Brothers bedroom. No, you're right. I could definitely see him being the kind to give up control in mm. the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Because he has to have control to have in the control rest of life. Constantly in the, re in the real world. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I assume a lot of tenors are like that. At least the leading man tenor. No, you know what? I see him wanting a fin dom. Someone controlling his money. Mm. Mm -hmm. Not whipping him, but controlling his money. Kitty Carlisle. I don't know if that would be it. She doesn't seem like the type. Because there's, there's definitely... There is a type, you're right. There's a fin dom type, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think Kitty... Kitty Carlisle is just seems to be... A lovely, wholesome girl. Like That's true. She's almost fake. Everything is nice and perfect where she's yeah. concerned. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's a female character in a Marx Brothers film. It's not going to be all that developed. <laughs> true. 
And it's kind of hard to get to that position being nice and happy-go-lucky. Oh, yeah. Generally, you have to be pretty ruthless to get to where she is in life. Like all rich people. Yep. So far, we have the the very nice Margaret Dumont. She's perfectly fine as a stereotypical society woman. Wannabe society Wannabe, woman. Yeah, but she's rich, but still nice. That doesn't happen in real life. So I'm told. Not very often. You, you have more uh, insight into the world of rich people than I do. I'm on the outside looking in, <laughs> and all I could see is... Ugh. Yeah, that's most of what's in there, so... Uh, okay, then I'm not missing much. <clears throat> I mean, some of them get to the point where they recognize that acting nice can get them more things More than, money. I mean, Dale Carnegie's a prime example of that one. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever read How to Win Friends and Influence People, no. but it's very much be nice to people so they give you stuff. Knew that without reading the book, <laughs> but all I am is nice and people don't give me stuff. You're not looking for stuff. Wasn't that the idea? Be nice, but without. Oh no, no! Like you're, you're always looking, for, looking stuff. for stuff. You go in to make a business deal, and you notice the picture of the family. You compliment the dog. You notice the fact that he's got golfing stuff around, and talk golf with him, mm. or get him to talk golf. And like, you don't talk about your business deal. You talk about them, and then at the end of the day, they'll just give you the business deal. So the working title of that book was How to Gaslight People into Getting What You Want Out of Life. It's not gaslighting. You sure? <laughs> it's how to manipulate people into giving you what you want by pretending to be nice. That's oh not boy. gaslighting. Such an uplifting conversation we've gotten into here. <laughs> I understand why I am in the position in life that I am. Yep. Because I'm just nice. I'm not that kind of nice. Because that's not nice. Nope. Ugh. <sighs> But you have to be that kind of nice to succeed. Because if you're not taking advantage of situations that present advantage, if you're not pushing every angle you can push, if you're not making every move in an attempt to get ahead, you're not going to. You're not going to succeed in capitalism. Nope. Okay, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'd rather be genuinely nice and rooting for everybody that I meet to do well mm -hmm. in their lives. To succeed in capitalism is to fail at being a human. It depends on how you define humans, but well, pretty much I'm not going to argue with still that. You have to give up a lot of your humanity to be a success in capitalism. Yes. It's not worth yes. it. Well, shall we go back to our $200,000 investment in a boat full of not really nice people? Made by people who succeeded at capitalism. Yay! Yay! All right, well, we'll be back for our curtain call. And fat lady singing, I would imagine. Depends on what happens. I haven't seen at a fat lady opera. yet. So. Well, we're not at the end yet. That's true. So too. it should be coming here at the end. All right, we'll be back. Show must go on. I'm really not a fan of Kitty Carlisle singing. No, no, I did not like that. Um, we can totally just disregard that. Okay. Because they did. <laughs> it did not come up at all. It was the whole deal of the fight of the tenors. Yep. And that was kind of refreshing. You know, this isn't singing in the rain, so we don't have to be all, she has a terrible voice, we must replace her. It's just, that guy's a dick, and that guy's a better singer, and not a dick, so we want him. I don't think she's a bad singer. I think that's opera. There's a reason I'm not a huge fan of opera. Fair enough. 
I I don't mind the the tenors so much, but the sopranos you do not good with well that in particular i don't i'm not gonna call myself an expert on opera far from it all i know from opera is from fraser and jeopardy <laughs> but that did not sound good no i'm fine with sopranos but she did not seem good i, d- I don't know about sopranos i just did not like that she's no renata tobaldi <laughs> i have no idea what that means <laughs> <laughs> I, I barely do oh uh, fair enough <laughs> There wasn't a fat lady in the end. Nope. Because the only lady singing was Kitty Carlisle. <sighs> we just yeah. had crazy, crazy insanity, but all for good reason. I don't know, that kid. I don't think there was a good reason to have that kid, especially not give him a banana. We do need to talk about that. <laughs> Since you had me rewind so you could see that it was... again. You missed it the first time, and it was. I didn't think it was going to be that important. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> overall i liked that scene it was a great all scene. all of these italian immigrants yep. coming over on the boat yep and there's just tons of food a veritable buffet big really, bowl of pasta giant bowl of pasta a They're whole just, like, yep. just stick of salami bottle of chianti just handed big it all chunk out. of bread like Olive Garden, take oh, note. That's yeah. what it feels like to be with an Italian this family. This was a wonderful <laughs> Italian meal. And then there's just instruments lying about. So what do the guys do? They start to show off their skills. Yep. And and Ricardo does some singing, which was fucking gorgeous. Yes. But what stole the scene, apparently, was this little boy <laughs> who was eating a banana, except he wasn't eating a banana. He just kind of put it up to his mouth, moved his mouth, and that was it. No banana was actually bit. No, there was no consumption of any banana. He had at some point off camera, because that was not a complete It was banana. not a full banana, no. But, but when we saw him do it on camera, it, did, it didn't take. <laughs> oh, it was worth talking about, I guess. Reminded me of one of my exes. Just did not know what to do with that thing in his mouth. Uh <laughs> yeah it's it's an experience thing you know i guess <laughs> first time you just fumble about you're not really sure what you're doing maybe by the end of the first time you get in the hang of it oh uh, baby practice she never did, but <laughs> practice 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 <laughs> oh god you know this is more than one night at the opera right yeah. The title is a bit of a misnomer. Eh. It's not a night at the opera. It's at least two. Only one that matters. True. The first one just sets up things. We the learn first how one's just big kinda... a dick he is. Yeah. The love affair. We don't get to see much opera then either. I wasn't really expecting to see much opera. <laughs> we uh, saw a decent chunk towards the end there. Yeah. Like, uh, solid opera scene. But uh, mashed in with... Um, Hijinks backstage. Yeah. And in front of stage and in the orchestra pit. Yep, that's true. That was quite wonderful, actually. (laughs) He starts having sword fights with the violin bows. (laughs) He tries to take the bow to the trombone. (laughs) Meanwhile, they slipped in, take me out to the ball game, into the playbook. So they turn the page and then... I was having great fun by the end. Yes. (laughs) Very well done. (laughs) Yeah, the setup was a bit much, but... It did take a while to get there. It definitely paid off. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we had the scene with in the, the state room, everyone crowding in there. That was fun. Yes. That was really the only fun part of the first it, Yeah, half, and then at the end, it started to go a little off the rails with the hopping around in the rafters and whatnot. Oh, no, that was all beautiful. It wasn't too terrible. Like, there's been worse Marx Brothers movies that go off the rails. This was still done rather well. But yep. it was starting to get there. I'm like, all right, where's the fat lady? We, <laughs> we, we can end this. We, we, let's wrap it up. Come on, people. We have accomplished what all these hijinks were for, which was no, to no, get rid didn't. of Lespari and get Ricardo in there. Disagree. The hijinks were spectacular. I, at, no, at no point did but I it, feel it was too much. But at least there was reason for the hijinks. Sometimes yes. there is no reason for it. Absolutely valid. And here it was, we need to create chaos and insanity so that we can get <laughs> that dick off the stage and put Ricardo in his place. And consequently, Kitty Carlisle, because she was also wronged. Yes. Because he was a dick and said, no, she's not going to get to sing. Yeah. He really was a diva, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, my goodness. I don't like this. This has to change. And they can't come in here. I don't care how how talented someone is. If they suck, fuck them. One disappointment here. Nothing all that bad happened to him. Yeah, the crowd turned on him and he lost his big moment debut in America, whatever. That's enough. No. I think so. I, I wanted him to be, like, maimed. <laughs> or something. Wow. Ian. I know. Sorry. Sometimes if you're a I big don't... enough dick, like, I wish violence upon you. I'm sorry. It's just a thing of mine. I I'm not going to do it myself, you. but I'm, it's... you know, I'm just going to hope. Send Kinda a hot. prayer up and maybe <laughs> something will come down. A cigar box or something. <laughs> A uh, steamer trunk with a couple of Marx Brothers in it. Mm. Um, in well, I guess years. it was one one Marx Brother and... No, it was two Marx Brothers. Two of them. It was Chico and, and Harpo. And Ricardo was in there as well. Mm-hmm. Which Ricardo may as well have been Zeppo. He yeah. kind of looked like it. <laughs> I mean, he just couldn't sing like that. Yeah. I, I will admit to being lost with the whole radio program war heroes thing and the fake oh beards. yeah yeah yeah. i get that's what they kind of needed to do to get off the boat and out of the brig yeah but that was still a bit weird a little bit like you got off the boat ditch the costumes don't go along yeah, with don't the go subterfuge the... <laughs> what are you doing but then we don't get to, <laughs> to see Harpo drinking glass after glass <laughs> of water i don't know why that was so funny but it was and then we don't have the cop checking out of uh, Groucho's apartment the next morning. Yep. With the moving of the beds. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it was absolutely that necessary. That was a good scene, too. Absolutely necessary. And the kiss that transferred the beard. That yeah. was... I mean, come on. I, I, no, I'm, I, I can't agree with you. Again, that was that scene was absolutely necessary. Uh, yeah, the more we talked about it, it is necessary. <laughs> I just... It was, again, another one of those hurdles we had to get over to get to the payoff. Oh, I felt it paid off. Oh, it did pay off, but... It, I mean, How we I, got there. I, just, I didn't feel uh, it was a hurdle. I enjoyed it. Okay. There are a couple lines here that I had to write down. They're very subtle, but I'm still... They made <laughs> me write them down. Come on, you're going to be late for jail in the morning <laughs> in the apartment. Uh, and and then, uh, what's his dick? Lespari. Yeah, yeah. In the boudoir, two are company, three a crowd. Only if you're not doing it right. No, Clearly, he's sure laying in the sack. Doing it right, the crowd is fun. That's what you're I'm doing saying. Doing it right, it's not a crowd, it's company. <laughs>
You can go up from there and reach a crowd (laughs) if you want. But if that's your thing, three can be a crowd. Whenever I hear the word crowd, I always think of like spectators. And so... Well, three could be a crowd if one of them's a spectator, you know. Usually ends up that way. Two people are doing something and third one's kind of watching. Then you switch places and things keep going. And Depends. It's, yes. It, it, it's, it's hard. The logistics of three people at the same time is a little difficult. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> it's, I mean, <laughs> you usually end up with a spectator. That's what I'm saying. That's Which all is, I'm saying. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> Not like all the time, though. No, 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 no. no. Some people like the voyeurist thing. There's usually switch outs and Mm -hmm. like someone takes a break. Someone needs a break at some point, you know, yeah. (laughs) You hit the spot the right way, you need to go pee, and it happens. (laughs) None of which happened in the opera. No. It'd make the opera more fun. (laughs) Could hit some different notes. Right? One thing I don't think I needed at all in this, though, was uh, the peanut gallery at the end here with Groucho just making his stupid comments. Of, was that a high C or vitamin D? <laughs> just spewing bullshit in the audience. I really didn't need that. It seemed superfluous. It was a little superfluous. Yeah. yeah I, I can agree with that. I'm always just happy to hear Groucho go off, though. It's... I mean, I can't complain too much. There were great lines of his, but... This definitely cemented the idea that Harpo's my favorite Marx brother. Oh, yeah. Like, I've always loved Harpo. I've, I've always loved Harpo, but, like, this this is probably his best work. Him on the and, piano and the harp. Yeah, yeah. just... This is top-tier Harpo, mm-hmm. and he is probably my favorite Marx brother. Yeah, Groucho is not in top form here. No, he's He's still not. very good. Yeah. But it's not Duck Soup. Groucho. No. He's getting um, old and sour. Yes. And not in the most amusing way. No. You know, he can do that sometimes where he's just a crank, but he's hilarious. Yep. Here he was just kind of a crank. He had it, his moments, of course. He, he but... went from being jovial to biting. Mm-hmm. And that's not the best transition. Well, he had to do the transition at some point. I think wow. this was it. So. Yeah, yeah. He, he did better biting in his later years. That's fair. So this is just the weird middle point. That's fine. That's okay. And let Harpo shine. Mm-hmm. And I, God, I love Harpo. Doesn't have to say a word. Nope. And if he did, it would ruin it. Yep. Do not know what his voice sounds like, and I hope I never find out. Mm-hmm. Overall, though, this is pretty good. I was entertained. Yeah. It took a little while to get into, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first half was kind of, eh, okay, whatever. But it's an hour and a half movie, mm-hmm. so it's fine. Like Yeah, it's not super long or... And there's more than enough in it to make it all worth it. Mm-hmm. And there's not really any problems in here. No. Aside I mean, from yeah, it's a bunch of white, white people, but, but... I don't know what the War Heroes deal was, where they were officially supposed to be from or anything. Like, I, I just missed so much about them. <laughs> they, so I don't know if there might have been a problem there. But got the vibe that they were supposed to be like American War Heroes coming back from Italy or something. Yeah. As I said, I was real confused by all of that. I didn't... Yeah. All I, of a sudden, there they were. They they mentioned them somewhere getting on the boat or something. Okay. Like, I saw them I then, and I don't... I just... I missed it. There was probably an explanation, and I missed it. And I don't really care. It's yeah. fine. It really wasn't important. It was fine. Yeah. I had fun. I did, too. Good suggestion. This is almost a more approachable Mark Spurler's movie. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Like, this would be a good one to start with if you're unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. A stepping stone gradually gets you into the Marx (laughs) Brothers before you go down to, like, horse feathers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Too bad the opera's expensive. I don't mind. I'm not going anyway. But if you had $200,000... Wouldn't be spending it on the opera. Probably wouldn't be enough for the opera these days. Not to be a patron. Is that a segue? We have a much more reasonable patronage. Check us out. Patreon.com slash Cracker Classics. Do you have $200,000 burning a hole in your pocket? Would you like to be our patron? If you got $200,000, you can join us on air for an episode. You can tell us pretty much anything to do. <laughs> Within reason, of course. You would not be a part of a crowd. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's a website too, crackerclassics.com. Shoot us an email with your uh, claims to have $200,000. <laughs> crackerclassics at Gmail. And um, enjoy your night at our opera. And actually eat the banana, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it in your mouth and do what you're going to do. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. We'll figure it out. Relax the jaw. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye.